Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so honored to introduce our special guest today, Master Stephen Cole. He is the co-author of The Power of Prana and Your Hands Can Heal You. Since we have a limited time today, and there's so much information he want to share to you, please feel free to visit him at masterstephenco.com. Okay, tonight at 7.30 p.m. in Culver City Double Tree Hotel, 6161 West Sentinel Avenue, Culver City 90230, he will have a free workshop on your hands can heal you everybody's welcome to join and see you all there now let's welcome master stephen ko hello master ko hello ellen how are you good so congratulations for having a very successful case with your daughter and we would like to enlighten our audience who are still going through the autism with their children or people who who wants to learn more about it I know in my Instagram, a lot of people messaged me. They're so interested from different countries how to address the autism. Okay, my first question is, how did you find out that there's something unusual to your child compared to other kids her age? Well, at that time, uh, we didn't really notice anything unusual. Uh, At least I personally did not, but my wife started noticing that um, she was not as, as responsive uh, when you, you know, try to communicate and she has a tendency to just um, not have eye contact. So we went and had her tested by the city and they came up with that she is in the autism uh, spectrum. So from there, uh, we found out and we had to test her again that uh, at four years old, her capabilities is only at a one year, one and a half years old. So she was way behind. So that's where we started. Wow. What does it feel like as a parent, and how did you overcome and make action in it? Well, it was difficult. Uh, you know, you feel frustrated. You don't know what to do. A lot of people that we talk to say the same thing. They're, they're trying to see if it's, you know, if it's, is it due to the immunization? Is it due to this? That You start looking for reasons why, and once you can find it, feel frustrated and uh, helpless. So, yeah, it was difficult. Okay, so what are the steps you take? Was it the therapy right away, or you mentioned about the holistic approach to it? How did you address it? Well, like with any parent, you want to throw everything at it. You know, you don't want to take anything to chance. If anything and everything is out there that might possibly help it, you research it. You know, as parents, you're desperate. You do anything. And so what we did is um, we looked for other people who are going through the same thing, and they referred us to, um, you know, uh, ABA, uh, Behavioral uh, Treatment, also uh, voice therapy, I mean, uh, language therapy, uh, different therapies that we can find, essentially uh, motor skills. So we did all of those, and um, because any smart parent would, would, you will do anything and everything. And so in addition to that, I consulted my teacher, the, the grandmaster, Master Tua Hok Sui, and he 
basically gave me some energetic techniques to improve the situation. So that's what any parents would do. You'll try every avenue you can to make your child better. Was it any particular energetic approach? Yes, we practice this te- technique called pranic healing, which is using pranic energy. Pranic energy is essentially the life force that flows through your body. Uh, the Chinese call it qi, the Japanese call it ki. So you harness this energy, put it in certain parts of the body, and let the body heal itself faster. Okay, so you mentioned that the energy body, the energy centers should be clean. Can you specify more what are the energy centers and okay. what is an energy body about? First of all, uh, <clears throat> the whole idea with uh, making her better is to take both approaches. All the therapies that are done, every parent should do it, you know, uh, consult with whoever your physician, your uh, psychologist, you do all that already. That's in the physical realm. Energetically, uh, you have energy centers in the body, the Japanese <clears throat> and the Chinese tradition, they call it acupuncture points. In, uh, in what we do in the Hindu tradition, they call it chakras or energy centers. So each of these energy centers have particular uh, functions. And so with autism, there's specific energy centers that are malfunctioning. Now, let me give you a little background in what we do called pranic healing. If somebody had, let's say, abdominal problem, the specific energy centers uh, that affect it have to be treated. The navel center, the solar plexus center, the back solar plexus center. So each element has its unique set of energy centers that malfunction. So in autism, ADD, ADHD, the energy centers that are affected are pretty much the same. Now, to your audience who don't know much about it, uh, these energy centers are gateways for life force from the environment to come in. For example, there's an energy center on top of your head. We call it the crown center. Most of you have heard it before. So Mm -hmm. when life force goes into your crown, it energizes your brain. Now, the area in between your eyebrows, uh, a lot of people call it the brow center. We call it ajna, like in Sanskrit. That energy center energizes your pituitary gland. Then you have the one on the throat center that energizes your thyroid glands. It also helps you with communication. So with autism, there are specific energy centers that we treat to make that energy center stronger so more energy goes into the body and the body will have uh, more fuel to improve and repair itself. Good. Is there any other physical exercises that you have heard do to enhance the healing that you're doing? Yes, actually in pranic healing, we have this technique called super brain yoga. The founder of pranic healing, uh, Grandmaster Twakoksi, was teaching it to a lot of people to help the children do better in school. And so when he found out uh, about our daughter, he also had me do, had her do the exercises. And so every morning she would do this breathing exercise, which essentially moves the energy from the lower energy centers up to the top of the head, to energize the brain and we saw a lot of improvement doing all these different techniques so how many times does she do it every day she do it once a day of uh, 21 times uh, every morning but at her age Masako how do you do it like how can with a limitation how does she do it by herself or do you assist her in doing it so this super brain yoga uh, involves <clears throat> you know you have to see it uh in, in a picture, but essentially the child has to uh, cross their arms and grab their earlobes and do 
up and down movement like squatting. So at that age, it was difficult. So we actually had to help her initially. For the first year or so, we would assist her by holding her and actually moving up and down with her to get the energy flowing. Once she improved so much, she could do it herself. Then she just took over and kept doing it for the next five, six years. Okay, so aside from that, Masako, what should be the right mindset of parents to handle this kind of situation? Because I know some people are just so desperate and they just leave it to the experts, like just the medical side of it, the therapy. So with your experience, they would be convinced or hopefully they'll open up their mind to have this super brain yoga exercise at the therapy centers at them. So what is the right mindset of parents that is in this situation? Any parent who really want to help their child will be open to anything and everything that will work. And so the nice thing about pranic healing and super brain yoga, it's non-intrusive. You know, you're using the energy that's already around you anyway. So if they just simply open their minds and say, hey, let me give this a try. What do I have to lose? I'm not injecting anything. I'm not, you know, uh, breaking skin. I'm not operating. It's just all having to do with using breathing, using visualization and energy that is already around you to make things better and just do it. Okay. How long did it take you see changes in her? We saw changes within a month. But of course, when you say changes, you know, these are things that are very different from child to child. Uh, for example, we start noticing that she can focus on more, you know, maybe an extra two, three minutes. When she sits down, you know, she can uh, stay quiet and focus on what she's doing an extra two, three minutes. Okay, so little things. But within probably six months to a year, um, when we talk to the therapist that come to the house to help her with her behavioral uh, training and all that stuff, I remember the therapist would say, oh, your child is our favorite because when we go to other homes, the children have a tendency to, you know, scream, yell, run around, bite, kick. And when it comes to your child, we notice that she's quiet. We tell her what to do. She doesn't throw tantrums. Uh, now and then she might get a little irritated. But by and large, you know, it's like working with a, you know, a child that is uh, just need assistance. So we noticed improvement within six months. And he just kept, you know, gradually improving uh, every single month. Okay, so as from four years old, the super brain yoga and energy healing up to how old is she now, Masako? She's now 18. She's now 18. Like, how did she make that regular routine? Is she still doing the super brain yoga up to today? Right, right now, when she has a big exam and she has something that she really needs a lot of brain power, she will do it. But, um, you know, as they grow up, I guess they think uh, they don't need it anymore. So we have to keep on remind her. Yeah, but I think from four years old, I think those are the critical age, like how do you maintain it until the time that she can really do it herself? At that time, from four years old when she was doing it, she did it for at least 10 years. I mean, every single wow. day she would do it. Uh, at first, we were assisting her. Then, you know, the, the thing with autism, but a lot of people who, who know about it, children like that like routine they don't like change they like routine so what we did is we made the super brain yoga and the healing part of her routine and so before she leaves for school before she leaves the house she would do super brain yoga i don't have to tell her anything she, she already knows that's just like brushing her teeth putting on her shoes it became part of her routine so for all those time all those years she would just do it without having to do anything 
Yeah, it seems that, I mean, the parents themselves have to be in that situation too, right? They have the right mindset that they have to do this exercise regularly, not just like, you know, putting the child just do this, but parents' participation is really important. Well, at that age, they need parent participation. A lot of it has to do with the commitment of the parents to do this. At that That's time, what I meant. wife and I were basically, we'll do anything and everything. So when a parent doesn't do it, well, then we know they're not that committed. It's as simple as that. Because, you know, if you talk to any of the parents who's listening to this, who has uh, a child going through that, they know what it's like to be frustrated and they'll throw everything at it. So if somebody says, oh, I don't want to do it, it's too weird, then I have to question their commitment because if someone says it has helped them, hey, I'm willing to try it. Yes, that's what I meant. Like we want to enlighten the audience, especially the parents who are into it, that, you know, it's worth it to give it a try. And their wholehearted participation for the recovery of the child is very important. Yeah, the child can't recover by themselves without the support of the parents. Okay, what do you advise to parents, Masako, like on all levels? Like this is, I think this is not just for autism. Maybe this exercise or the energetic approach would be helpful to any condition. Well, in, in pranic healing, we already know that whatever ailment or whatever disorder has a disruption in their energy field. Okay, it could be anything from back pain, headache, to, you know, asthma, to stress, to bipolar, whatever. Any, dis- any emotional or physical ailment or disorder would have a disruption in the energy field. So each one of those would have a set of conditions that are present. So when they work on the physical world, getting therapy, medicine, seeing a doctor, seeing a psychiatrist, all those are good. They work it on one level. But if you really want to have a holistic approach, the word holistic means whole. You don't do part mm-hmm. of it, you do the entire thing. You also have to take into consideration what the stuff you don't see, the flowing of energy in the body. Uh, is there enough energy going to the brain? Is there enough energy going to the organs that allow the body to heal itself faster? So I would encourage anyone who has either physical or psychological, emotional issues to always look at it from both viewpoints, the physical and the non-physical. So when you go see an acupuncturist, when you go get acu- uh, what do you call this uh, acupressure massage, even though they work on the physical, there's physical contact, there's movement of life force and energy. In pranic healing, we do purely on the energy level. So when somebody comes for a session, the first thing we ask them is, okay, what kind of therapies are you doing? What are you doing with your doctor, nurse, and uh, your therapist? From there, we complement what they what they do, and that's always the the best way to do it because you're hitting it on both sides. So it doesn't hurt if they learn all of this in complementary to what they're doing right now or even just prevention? Well, you know, it, it's basically a matter of commitment. When a person really wants to improve their life, not just with health but with everything else, you would, you would think, okay, what is my strategy? I would use anything and everything to get my result. So if a person wants to really improve, let's say, the condition of their child or themselves, they would do both. They would do the physical and the non-physical side. Then to take it one step further, if you already know that, uh, you know, there's some condition that, let's say someone has a tendency for high blood pressure, you know, because it runs in the family. It's, uh, 
genetic, genetic, for example. They already know that, oh, there is that tendency. What can I do before that? Preventative. So there's the physical side, watching your diet, exercise. Energetically, there's certain meditations, certain, you know, energy work like Tai Chi or what we do in panicking, certain breathing exercises that will set the condition of the entire body to minimize or hopefully prevent that condition from manifesting. So you hit it on both sides. If the problem is there, you fix it, or you try to fix it. If it's not there, you do the preventative measure. That's that's really a very good advice to the audience because some, I know some people are searching for any solution, but they just didn't know what solution or what specific avenue they want to take. So thank you for that uh, opportunity to share Mastico that consistency and you know exploring to many many avenues to help the children help the family and for good health yes so how is your daughter right now in terms of like full recovery like I know he's she's straight A student and above a valedictorian so how is she now oh she's doing well uh, she she's graduating uh, in a few months to on uh, senior year in high school, she's getting straight A's, and not only straight A's, she's getting A pluses, and she has lots of friends. So we, we noticed that um, the effect of those years of concentrated therapy, as well as concentrated healing sessions, breathing exercises, super brain, all those are actually preparing her, and it just kept going, and the improvement just kept, just continued. But I want to emphasize that it has to be a concentrated effort. It cannot be one of those, oh, I'll try it. If it doesn't work, well, I'll forget it because it has a compounding effect. It keeps going. It, it's cumulative. As the body has more energy and you guide the child continuously, that is what will have long-term effects. Yes, you're right, Masako. Some people would just like to try it like a few times. So what do you suggest? Like make it consistently for a month or more? No, it's a, it's a commitment. They have to... The super brain yoga is a, a daily thing. They keep going at it until until they don't need to. But even then, even our older child, which is doing great, I remember that time she was going to college and she was having a big test. She knew, oh, okay, I have to do this exercise to charge my brain more. So it's one of those where you put a commitment in, uh, not only for now, but you kept doing it. Uh, for example, the one for, if they decide to go for, Panic healing sessions or energy healing sessions. It's not one of those, oh, I do it now. Well, let's see. I didn't see any improvement because a lot of it is working in the inside. You don't get to see it right away. So I would recommend at least a six-month commitment. Wonderful. And in terms of learning it, should they go to a specific class or a, a video YouTube is good enough? Well, you know, a lot of people think they can learn everything from YouTube. YouTube is good because it gives you tips, it gives you a preview. But if you don't want to learn something, there has to be total immersion. You know, you want to learn a language, <clears throat> you, you pick up a book, you pick up an app. Yeah, it'll take you five years to learn something. You go live in a country, you learn it in a month. So we believe that if you really want to do this, learn the technique so you can do it on your child, you learn the technique so you can help yourself, you can help other people. A total immersion is always the key. You know, we don't believe in half-cooked, half-baked uh, learning because if you learn something, you know, little by little, stretch over a period of time, at some point you get distracted, and before you know it, you say, oh, it doesn't work well. How much commitment did you put in? 
a lot of it has to do with focus. One of the reasons that our daughter improved so much at that time is we threw everything at it. And a lot of you who are listening here, you know, you know, you look at your life, things that you're successful with, you put everything in, you're all in. And my advice um, is if you really want to help your child is whatever you're doing, whether it's energy healing, therapy, whatever you're thinking of, all in. That's the best way to succeed. Wonderful. Very good advice. So you can go to masterstephenco.com for classes if you're interested. And you can also search. He has YouTube videos or he has videos on his website if you want to learn more about it. Okay, Masako, any any experience about children with, you mentioned about energy. Like how does the brain work with that energy work? Well, if you talk to a medical doctor, they will tell you, okay, when a child does not have enough food, does not have enough rest, whatever, they cannot function properly in school. Okay, that's the physical side. The energetic side involves many, many things. It involves how the energy is flowing through the body, which energy centers have more energy, how much uh, loving energy is the child getting from the parents and from the people around them. A lot of these things that are not seen physically are the ones that really affect you the most. So we usually have a child also do certain breathing exercises. And then the parents or the teachers, whatever, if they're open to these things, they also taught how to do certain visualization techniques. So all of these are done to help the child have more energy. And this energy is not just something that is, uh, you know, people talk, oh, I have more energy today. I don't have as much energy today. I had to take some medicine, vitamins. This life force is so tangible that what we do in panic healing, you can feel the energy in your hands and you can actually use your hand to scan which part of the body needs more energy uh, or life force, and you give it to them using the simple to easy, simple and easy to practice techniques. I love the point of love for parents. I think that's very important because you are conveying loving energy to the child. Is that right, Masako? Yes. A, a big part of it is this. If you have a child that has autism, a lot of times you do not get the response that you look for in a child that does not have that diagnosis. You know, a lot of times you, you kiss them, you hug them, but you don't get that emotional uh, feedback right away because the, their brain is not yet operating at those frequencies. So interestingly enough, based on our experience, and we talked to a lot of people about this, about this uh, even our teacher, Grandmaster Tawakoksui, was saying, in bringing up a child, not only do you provide them the tools they need to, to grow up, you know, food, shelter, so on, so on, the soul of the child needs love. And this loving energy, you know, is felt, is absorbed, is assimilated. And even though you do not get that feedback right away, it's happening internally. And at some point, it will really help them connect with, with other people because that loving energy is continuously working 24 hours a day. Wonderful. Yeah, because I know if parents are really stressed, you know, that's the first the heart or the loving energy is sometimes, you know, jeopardized with too much stress. Anyway, we'll come back in a few minutes. Thank you, Master Cole. We'll come back in a few minutes after the break. Okay. Okay. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually, as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Welcome back, Masiko. Thank you again for the audience and for the listeners. So the next topic, we'll talk about what really Masiko does to help people. Like, he's a master pranic healer. He's an expert of pranic healing and hardic yoga. He will now discuss, like, what pranic healing is. So, Masiko, what is pranic healing? Well, pranic healing comes from the word prana, which is the Sanskrit word for life force or energy. In Chinese, they call it qi. You go to an acupuncturist, you know, they use needles to project this qi, this life force into your body. The Japanese call it qi. A lot of your listeners probably have heard of reiki. Okay, that's, your reiki simply means universal life force or energy. And uh, you go to Hawaii, they call it uh, mana, very similar to in the Old Testament when they have mana coming down from heaven. So this life force is what keeps your body alive. Now, When you walk around, when you eat something, when you drink something, when you interact with people, you're moving energy around. You're absorbing it, you're releasing it, you're sharing it, 
So this life force is everywhere. So what we to do, what we do in pranic healing is something like this. My teacher, Grandmaster Tokok Sui, took all these different traditions of how to use energy and actually tested it, came up with a very simplified system that looks at every different element as simply using a different recipe to make the body heal faster. So what people don't understand is when your body's healing itself of some element, the body has to consume some fuel. So that fuel comes from the food you eat, you know, the medicine, the herbs, the people around you, all that has this invisible something to the naked eye, which is life force or energy. So what Grandma Sicho did is actually put together a simple step-by-step -step system that you follow a recipe to make someone better. For example, in my wife's case, I met her in 1988. She broke her hip. Uh, the doctor said the compound fracture will take three and a half months for her body to heal that she can walk. Well, when I learned pranic healing, I did the technique on her three times a day. In two weeks, she was walking. And all I did was follow the recipe on how to improve the healing of bones. And so every element has a unique recipe. All you have to do is learn the technique and follow the recipe. Wonderful. And what are the energy centers they call chakras? I know pranic healing has 11, Well. Regular energy healers learn just seven. Why is it 11? Well, these chakras, the word chakra in Sanskrit, Sanskrit means spinning wheels. Okay? So energetically, just imagine your body has this energy wheels where they absorb life force when they spin in one direction and they release all the energy as they go out. So as it goes the other direction. So it's just like you inhale and exhale. These chakras inhale and exhale life force. So the traditional chakra system that you learn in most yoga books, they talk about seven chakras. That is correct. That is brought to the United States and in uh, and England about 200-something years ago from India, and they did it in a very simplified manner so people can understand. So they go, okay, we have seven centers. You have seven particular glands. You have uh, seven notes in music. You have seven colors of the rainbow. You have seven days. So it's easy to bring something so uh, let's just say non-physical to an audience that is new to it. So that's the seven chakras. Now, interesting enough, what people don't realize, that was done in a way for the learning to be simple. But in reality, your body has at least 11 major centers. Now, interesting enough, these 11 centers are also connected to the acupuncture points in, in acupuncture. So just imagine these acupuncture points feed energy to certain channels that feed the organs. Now, the chakras actually are the gateways for this energy to go in to those acupuncture points to go to those channels. So you actually have 11 major chakras and hundreds of smaller ones. So by the time you put all of them together, it also is very similar to the uh, oriental medicine of acupuncture. How does the chakra or the energy body relates to the physical body? Okay, some of you might have noticed before your body gets sick, you, you could already feel it, all right? That's because your physical body also has an energy body. This so-called energy body can easily be understood. Like when you stand next to someone, you could feel something from them. If you think about it, you, you take something, any instrument, you won't be able to measure. It's not physical. It's not sound. It's not smell. It's not something tangible. It's just a feeling that you feel. What you're feeling is the emanation of this life force that goes out of the person's body. Now, this energy is actually interpenetrating your body, and that's what people call the aura. 
Now, what a lot of people are not aware of is your aura or your energy body and your physical body are so intimately related, whatever happens to your physical body has already happened in your energy body. So the healing is very, very simple. The blueprint of the body is the energy body. So as you correct the conditions in the energy body, you're trying to initiate a change in the physical body. It's just like um, somebody has back pain. All right, that means something already happened. That area of back pain already has a disruption in the energy field. So the aura or the energy body of that person in the area of the back is already uneven. So when we practice pranic healing, we remove the blockage, we put fresh life force in it. By the time we're done, we leave the aura in the condition that the body is already healthy. So at some point, there's this transference of this energy and the blueprint, and the body tries to follow that new blueprint. And that's basically what healing is. Wonderful. So our topic, basically the show is about generate massive energy. So what are the steps that people should do to generate massive energy on the energetic approach? Well, there are many, many ways. Number one, we start from the air that people already know. You eat right, you do. You have enough sleep, you do phys- good physical exercises, all of that will also give you lots of energy. Now, in addition to that, <clears throat> to make it even more uh, distinct and more palpable, is they should do meditation. They should do uh, some form of um, energetic technique like Tai Chi or yoga. That directs their attention to the energy generation directly. Now, in pranic healing, we have even more advanced techniques where certain meditations actually stimulate these energy centers to increase the flow of energy going in. For example, instead of being, you know, uh, under a waterfall of, let's say, a small waterfall, you're standing under Niagara Falls. So as you increase that life force going in, your body has more fuel. So you do that through certain meditations. Uh, in pranic healing, we do certain breathing exercises. We call it pranic breathing, where in the class, you feel someone's energy field. You know, you use your hands, you scan or feel the energy of the person next to you. As they do these exercises, it increases by five to 10 times. So you, you could imagine if someone does that every single day as a routine, how much more energy will they have every single day? And the key is to do it consistently and to do it step by step. How about this salt scrub or salt bath? How does it help the body, basically? Now, a lot of people, you know, when they go on vacation, they like to go to the beach. They don't realize it, but salt water, since ancient times, have been used to cleanse negative energy. If you're a Roman Catholic, you know, holy water is essentially salt and water and the priests pray on top of it. So salt water has the ability to extract disease or negative energy, and the salt basically breaks it down. So when you have salt scrubs, when you have, you know go to a store and you buy stuff with salt, with some lavender oil or whatever essential oils, all of those are basically using the inherent property of salt and water for cleansing, and certain oils just enhance it. Good. How does meditation help cleanse the aura or the energy body? Okay. A lot of people don't understand what meditation is. They just think, they think meditation is just closing your eyes and being quiet. Well, if you think about it, you take 100 people off the streets, you sit them down, have them be quiet, give them 15, 20 seconds, that's it. Their mind starts to wander. So meditation is actually a systematic way of 
bringing certain energies into the body to number one, flush out negative thoughts, negative emotions out of the aura and the chakras. So it's just like if I have a cup of stale coffee, I want to drink fresh coffee, the common sense thing to do is dump out the old coffee coffee, and bring in fresh coffee. So meditation first cleanses the aura. It disintegrates and flushes out stress, anger, and negativity. Then from there, you bring in another frequency of energy to give you more inner peace, stillness, and as it stimulates your energy centers, your energy body or your aura gets stronger, so you have a bigger reservoir to have more energy to do whatever you need to do. So that means meditation should be done every day? If a person really wants to have a balanced life, they want to have physical energy, they want to have inner peace, they want to be happy, they want to be more positive, then they do the work every single day so they keep generating the right frequency so it emanates from them to help them throughout the day. Good. So you have a free workshop tonight. Can you tell us more about it? Yes, the workshop tonight, we call it Your Hands Can Heal You, based on uh, the book that myself and my co-author, Dr. Eric Robbins, wrote. Essentially, is how to first feel that energy. We'll have the entire group, we'll have over 100 people try to feel the energy, and then we'll explain to them where the energy centers are, what are the different techniques they can use to use this energy to give them more energy, and not only will we talk about it, we'll have them experience it. Then, in addition to that, We'll also talk about how to do self-healing. So it's not just knowing the energy, how to actually use it on yourself. So, for example, after they leave the event tonight, even though it's just an introductory class, they will have tools they can use every single day when they go home, when they're stressed. Okay, how do they remove the stress energy? How do they give themselves more energy? How to have more inner peace? We try to do it in such a way that it's, uh, they can go away with a step-by-step routine they can practice. And if they want to know more, they want to get immersed in the actual class, then we have a two-day classes that we teach, and uh, we have a lot of instructors that teach it. They can learn the techniques and go further with it. Okay, we have audience from different countries and different states which cannot come to your class tonight. Do you have any simple tips how to de-stress? Well, one of the easiest ways to de-stress, you already talked about it earlier, is to take a salt water bath or salt water shower. And the way you do it is you put, you know, between one to three pounds of sea salt and put about 20 drops of lavender oil, sit in the tub for about 15 to 30 minutes and just breathe in and breathe out and just visualize all the grayish dark energy flowing out of the body. That's one easy way. Another way to do it is um, on our website, we actually have a free meditation they can download or they can watch that, you know, we call it the one finger self-healing technique. You just press a button. You do the meditation uh, with us online and you can flush out a lot of the stress, have more inner peace and make it a routine. How about if they're in their office, like in the middle of the day that, you know, there's so many stressors, how do they handle it? Well, that gets a little complicated, but what they can do if they're at the office, they're stressed out, they go out, you know, they can do simple breathing exercise in imagine themselves inhaling beautiful white light and exhaling grayish smoke out of the aura. So this technique is done in many traditions. Uh, you can use white light. Just imagine you're, ima- you're inhaling fresh white light and exhaling smoke out of your entire body. Now, if they want to make it more powerful and make it a little more uh, spiritual, they can imagine inhaling beautiful light violet or lavender color and then exhaling stress energy 
and smoke out of the oil. They do that probably five minutes, they'll feel wonderful. How about the people working in hospitals? What is the best tip they can do to prevent them from being so tired or being contaminated from the energy around them? Okay, one thing that a lot of people uh, are not aware of, energy always flows from high to low. So a lot of people we talk to who are, like I talked to my co-author, the doctor, says a lot of people who start working in the hospitals or being with sick people, the first few months they always feel drained and tired. And of course they say, well, because their immune system is not built up, they get sick. That's one, that's one thing. The other thing is they have a lot of energy. You're around very, people who are very sick, the energy will always move in that direction towards the sick, sick person. So number one, if the caretaker does not know how to generate enough energy, or number two, does not know how to protect themselves, what will happen is their energy gets drained and some of the stress and negative emotions and, and uh, diseased energy from the patient could actually go into them, which will also weaken them. So what we tell people uh, who come to our classes that do massage, they're nurses, doctors, um, healthcare practitioners is number one, learn to do energy hygiene. Energy hygiene means every time you interact with somebody with low energy, they're very negative or they're sick, you have to learn after you're done helping them is to disconnect yourself so they don't keep draining you. And in pranking, we call that cutting the cord, number two. You also learn how to flush out any kind of stress energy or negative energy or disease energy you all might have accumulated by working in environments that are emotionally uh, heavy or people are sick. And you do that with salt water baths. You can use certain meditation for cleaning. And they can also do certain breathing exercises to increase the energy level so high that even though they're around sick people and sick people are draining their energy, they have more than enough energy to help them, share with them, and still be healthy. Good. Also, Masiko, can you talk about, I know you have a level one class on January. Can you quickly talk about it so we can... Yes. Let people be aware if it can help them. On January 27, 28, we have this panic healing class. And essentially, it's an immersion. It's immersion in the sense that you will learn what is panic healing, what is the nature of energy, how it affects your life, not only in your health, it affects your relationships, it affects your you know, mental clarity, it affects you uh, spiritually. And from there, we go into the chakras. What are the chakras? What do they actually do? Then from there, you you learn how to use this energy and how to correct conditions on the chakras, not only in yourself, but other people. And what I really want to emphasize to people is something like this. Learning how to use energy is the foundation. Once you can control the energy that flows in and out of your body, you can use it to increase your, your energy level, boost your vitality. Then you can use it to recover faster from ailments. Then from there, you can use it to make better business decisions because you have more energy, you have more mental clarity. Then, more than anything, this is our focus, is to be able to help other people who are sick and people who are having difficulties in their life. And in that class, we go to meditation, we do practice, we uh, work on each other, we answer questions. Essentially, it's an immersive weekend on how to use prana to improve your life. Thank you, Masako. And we're so grateful for your explanation and hope everybody will go to your classes tonight and on January. And any advice to the general public? What I would advise is always try to improve your connection to this energy in the environment. You know, you watch Star Wars, they say, okay, the force be with you. 
this force is actually all around you. The life force is there. All you have to do is learn what it is and how to harness it so it, it can improve every part of your life. Thank you so much, Master Ko. We really had a great time, and hopefully you'll be on again in the near future. Thank you, Ellen. It's my pleasure. And to all who are listening, uh, we wish you lots of success, happiness, and good health. Thank you, Masako. So to everybody who is local, please be reminded, Masako has a 7.30 p.m. free workshop tonight at Culver City, Double Tree Hotel, 6161 West Sentinel Avenue. Also go to his website, wherever you are, different states, different countries, you can access Master Co. Just look at the schedule or feel free to email them. You have the link to pranichealing.com or masterstephenco.com. If you have any suggestions for another topic, the next topic next week will be how pranic healing or energy healing has helped chemotherapy from a five-year-old boy. So hope to see you there. And you can relay this video, listen to it many times. Masiko gave so much information, so much techniques for us to use to have a happy and have a massive energy for a fulfilling life. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.